You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 107, recorded March 29th, 2021. The topic for this episode is Empress Part 2. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. And I am Elmist. Hi, Elmist. Hi, Orchid. I have some... Hi. I have hi. some podcast... Hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> That's some podcast info for you, because Monday nights hit real weird. <laughs> Just That's a bit. podcast info for you. I know, right? We encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey, it's orchid, or you can tweet at elemist at I underscore am underscore elemist. Nailed it. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at look.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast, your podcatcher of choice. You can find us in our Discord. There is a link to the invite to the discord in the description of this episode um you can also find our info at the lorenetwork.com sort of um alongside many impressive lore content creators the lore network actually has recently had a change um blue crew 86 has stepped down as the director of the lore network and kaz underscore phd has stepped up as the new director um I will still be the uh, community manager of Lore Network, so that hasn't changed. But um, the Lore Network information is now going to be on Reddit at r slash the Lore Network. So you can find all the info there. And I think, um, as far as I'm aware, the lorenetwork.com will redirect to Reddit. Um, I'm pretty certain. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. But from the recording of this episode, I'm pretty certain that's how it's working right now. So um, I'm still going to say you can find our info at thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators because that sounds really good. So I'm pretty certain that's how it's going to work. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like as soon as we get more concrete info, we will be sharing that. You know, it's been... Uh, I, I can say this just... Uh, I'm going to cross-pollinate with Focus Fire chat for a second, since I know most of our listeners also listen to Focus Fire. It's been really weird not recording at all for a long time since Blue's office has been like a swimming pool. Well, now a dried out swimming pool, but a swimming pool, like nonetheless, it has been very bizarre. Um, he now has an ETA of june when we can start recording again so wow. i'm i'm low-key having like an anxiety like panic attack all the time now because i'm like we can't not send out episodes until june because it's gonna be april when this releases this week so i'm like oh god okay wow it can't be two months really until we release that something. long yeah, um, because they've he it's three weeks out until someone can actually come look at the space and like give plans for the recording space slash his office again. 
because they have to like put posts in and stuff so Jeez. yeah so i'm gonna have to do things on my own so i'm like ah, no pressure that's fine <laughs> so um cool so look forward to that dumpster fire it'll be fun neat so it might be guardians of war slash folks for chat <laughs> hey that works it, it could be um it could be a thing so we'll we'll see what happens in the coming months i don't know but um i all i do know is that i i don't feel good about not releasing anything for two months and it's already been two months pretty much so it's uh yeah i can understand the uh the anxiety yeah i can understand the it. anxiety is getting a lot higher so gonna have to do something soon yeah just breathe <laughs> goose <baba. sighs> what <laughs> did you think goose, goose fraba what the fuck does that mean is that the name of a new cabal that we saw in that <laughs> super cool cutscene that we got at the end of the Proving Ground strike? Do you want to talk about that? So this week at Guardians of Lore. <laughs> this week at Guardians of Lore, we got a new strike called the Proving Grounds. How cool was that? It was really fun. And it kind of felt like an actual MMO dungeon. It was so cool. And like the entrance of the boss with like fire coming at your face. Oh my God. Yes. And the music was so good. Oh, and, and see, the boss. Oh, it was so good. And see, my favorite part is when you're under the tank and you see those, those, uh, traction wheel oh, things yes. rolling. Oh, and you can actually like hop on those and pop off of them. And see, whenever you I don't tried, die I died. If you touch them. Oh, because I'm a warlock, I floof. You can floof off of them. There's actually a part when you're towards the end. If you look up when you're running towards the boss room, you can see trees fly past. Yeah. It's because you're moving. That's such a cool little like addition that they it, added. Like, oh my god, the whole the environmental so cool. things so in there is just so awesome. Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. And like the mechanics are cool too. It's like move this ball, kill these enemies. Like there are tanks. Like Well, I love like it. it's it's cool because they use the battlegrounds to introduce yeah. a lot of the mechanics. And then they were like, mm -hmm. Oh hey, here's the strike that, that has all the same mechanics that you've been doing in the battlegrounds. So that ended up being like the mechanics for the first boss, the mechanics for the final boss. It, and it was just, it, it was really well done. Yeah, it was really good. It was so much fun. There was enemy density in there. So like you have to kill things in order to actually progress. Right. Um, and it's just total chaos the entire time. And it's just, it, mm -hmm. it's so fun. Yeah, no, it was it was really it was really enjoyable, and um, 
I just really loved the whole environment. I loved like the enemy density that we had. Um, I love how aggressive they are too. Yeah. Uh, the first time I did the first time I did it, it was on stream. Um, and I did it with Irish. And uh, so she kind of led me through it because she had just done it right before we did it together. And it was just super enjoyable and we were doing it so because she's like, I really want you to see this cutscene. She was just like really hot to trot for me to see this cutscene. <laughs> she's like, No, you need to see this. Yeah, she's like, No, you need to see this right now. This is happening. Like, you can't watch anybody's stream. You have to turn everything off. Do not look at Twitter. <laughs> like she's like, <laughs> she's I don't like... want it to she's like, Don't want it to spoil it for you. Get off of the internet until you see this cutscene. <laughs> She's just sitting there like, no, prepare yourself. This is happening. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the whole day. Like when it came out, she's like, I've seen this. Like and it was hours before I had seen it. So she's like, you cannot go online for hours. <laughs> I was a very good girl. I did not go online for hours. I was and it was like worth it. It was totally worth it. Yeah, I did not cause... get spoiled. <laughs> Because that cutscene is amazing. Oh my gosh. All right. Can we talk about the cutscene? So for listeners, uh, we are going to dive into some spoilers here. Mm -hmm. If you've not seen the cutscene, this is the... um, You can find it on YouTube. The cutscene is about two minutes long. Um, We actually pulled it up to watch it again uh, right before uh, we talked but you can pretty much find it everywhere. Um, we just put in Proving Grounds cutscene like into YouTube. It's super easy to and find if you've not seen it. It didn't proc for some people. Well, I've, I've got reasons for that. But um, So for oh. our listeners, for anybody who doesn't want to be spoiled, I will put timestamps in the actual episode description. Oh, that's so nice of you. So um, I wouldn't be that generous. <laughs> Oh, I know you wouldn't. I know, <laughs> but it's because it's it. I'm the one doing the back back end work. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, so you're so nice. So spoilers starting here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the reason it didn't proc for some people, um, mm-hmm. it depends on what part of the actual quest you're on. Oh, and what part of the quest the fire team lead is on. That's what I thought because I was the one because she made me go through a very specific line of things to make sure it procs because I was a fire team leader. Because like when we did, I it. I ran it with my brother in law, mm-hmm. and uh, one of our friends, Cran, and I was like, "All right, cool." So the cutscene should have should be starting for you guys. And they're like, uh, no, we're mm-hmm. sitting in orbit. And it was because I was fire team lead. I had already seen the cutscene. Oh. So I was like, all right, I'm going to promote one of you guys. We're going to run through mm-hmm. it again. We ran through the strike again. I had promoted my, my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And on that second run, it worked. Okay. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
So it's it's so. the cutscene will only start if the person who started the strike has not seen the cutscene. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. But that cutscene is amazing. It was so good. Uh, There's like, just so many things. See, I mean, we could go through it step uh, by step. Like it's on Nessus. Um, you have Kyattle there with her retinue. Um, they're having a ceremony of some kind to essentially kind of call an armistice. 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 Yeah. Kind of a peace between our side and theirs. And um, so she's in the middle of, you know, drawing ceremonial blood with a giant fucking knife through her hand. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> what up? Well, and, when a and, scion, yeah. Well, and it looked giant to her. Yeah. Like, it looked to like us. it was an actual sword to her. Yeah, um, to us, it's like the size of my leg. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to us, it's just like it's like cloud with like a giant sword. Oh my god! Right? Like yes. <laughs> it's a huge fucking sword that's like three yeah. times the size of the character. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a JRPG sword. To us, but to her, it's just like, it's just a normal size sword. But yeah, so she is drawing ceremonial blood and having a moment, dripping it all over her, you know, dad's wine planet. And. Well, because what I what mean, else do you do with a wine planet? Apparently drip blood all over it. I mean. <laughs> you I mean, you I gotta flavor want to the wine. <laughs> Gross. How else are you going to make sweet meats if you don't flavor it first, right? Flavor it with the meat. Oh, God. It's meat Ew. juice. It's meat juice. Why? Why are you like this? Anyway, because why not? Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> there's a scion there, and it shoots like a ghost capture cage. It's like, it's like, a mini it's like a mini spider web cage that caught the traveler but it yeah it was a mini ghost. starfish yeah mini starfish it's like Pachoo! and, and it, it actually targ. it actually stripped zavala of his light because his ghost mm -hmm. could not channel it nope nope and it just falls to the ground yep and zavala is just like oh and falls to his knees like wet tissue paper Wait, what was he like? Wet tissue paper. Did he make any sounds? Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like that. Just like that. Uh. Yeah. Just. Uh. It's just going to get worse oh, the more God. you have me do it. Yeah. I only had you do it the once. I know. I'm just going to keep doing it. It's just going to get worse. So we're going to move on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. 
So then another scion, because there are several with them, goes after Zavala and Crow steps in the way and puts him bodily puts himself in the way of Zavala. Like a good bodyguard. Like a good bodyguard does. And saves Zavala's life. Getting his like gimp face mask knocked off in the process. And um it gets knocked to the ground. Zavala um Gimp then... face mask. It's what it looks like, okay. Zavala then um sees like Crow kind of looks up like uh through his like fringe. Kyle loses her shit. Cause she's like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't command this. And then like just like Oh my god, like, she throttles mm, that scion. She takes the scion and like knees it in the spine and breaks it in half and throws it on the ground. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is that, very sensual. That rem- well, like that reminded me of Bane and Batman in The Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. or The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Yeah, The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. Like that Scion is not walking again. <laughs> I think that Scion is dead. So I'm correct. I, I, it's not walking I again. Think that- no, because I think it, it, its life has left it. I don't think it's walking again because it's not alive. <laughs> exactly. So it's not walking I think, again. I think all life has left it at this point. <laughs> unless it's not walking again, unless you tie string to it and then like, you know, animate it like it's some sort of marionette. Oh, <laughs> we can the Bernie's. God, if you want to meat puppet it around it, I guess you can. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so they leave the meat puppet on the ground, and <laughs> like Zavala sees Crow, and Crow looks up through his long eyelashes and like fringe, and goes ooh, and Zavala's like, it's the same iconography look as when, Z- when Crow or Aldrin Sav, um is going to go, you know, shoot Cade laying on the ground with, you know, the Ace of Spades back in uh, Forsaken. It's the same look. And the same look as when we are holding a gun to Aldrin. Yep. Same look there, too. Um, So very deliberately chosen. And, um, like, as everyone, everyone said that. That was very yeah. deliberate. And there's actually um there's actually a really pretty wallpaper that's like floating around um Reddit that we put in our Discord, but I'm sure you can find it if you search Reddit that has like those two images kind of like superimposed against each other. And I actually have it as my wallpaper right now on my computer. But um yeah, so you have that look and Zavala helps him you know, sees his face, you know, has this momentary shock, but kind of like sort of like acknowledges that, you know, his life had been saved and helps him to his feet. And it's like the end of the cutscene. So yeah, Crow looks up at, at 
Zavala and goes, ooh, woo. And ooh, woo. Zavala's like, indeed. And he's like, oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, God. Um, he's like, that was it. And then they ran away together. And Osiris is very put out that his son ran away and didn't leave him a note. But then I'd like to remind him that he ran away to the center of the universe with the seed and didn't tell his fucking husband that he did that. So I'm still pissed off about that. <laughs> Months Not later. harboring. It's almost been a year. <gasps> Was it really a year that we recorded? Oh, my God. Almost. It it's almost been a year since we recorded. Oh, it's been so long. Still mad about that <laughs> year. Um, but Stupid no, so like. So like there are a few things I I want wanted to point out and talk about. Mm-hmm. Um so like we know that the hive or the 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 scions have a hive mind like they're mm-hmm. able to telekinetically talk to each other without actually speaking. Yes. But because of this this attempt on Zavala it brings up two possibilities for me either mm-hmm. all scions were in on it and trying to win favor with Kaido for doing this mm-hmm. or the scions are able to essentially close connections and partition themselves off from the whole collective mm-hmm. um, or at least that's how I'm seeing it I'm hoping that they dive into it more. The other thing that I I really want to dive into is Zavala's reaction. So there is all of maybe like a 10 second window between Zavala realizing that it is Aldrin's body. Mm -hmm. You know, Crow is ex Aldrin, yeah. not Aldrin, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Like from that moment, there is maybe a 10 second gap to when you actually see him hold his hand out to actually help him up. That's a lot of time. Like that is a, a short amount of time to do a lot of processing because Zavala immediately like you see this look on his face like he's come to the realization that it really was Aldrin that I saw that night but it's not Aldrin like he understands that he is not Aldrin he is a guardian he saved Zavala's life yeah and for him to be in shock and and stunned for a couple seconds and then come to that realization like kudos to Zavala as a character because I know plenty of people who their initial reaction would have been to pull a gun out right and And I mean we've read that in lore too yeah absolutely it's it's a it's the problem a lot of guardians have, which is to shoot first, ask questions later. And our guardian has that problem. Yes. Also, um, it's a very reactionary, and I it could be because guardians kind of have to sleep with one eye open, um, especially 
warlord guardians because they had to live through that. And we know Zavala has been around a very long time. I mean, he was around long before the city was, or like he helped build the city. Like, yeah. I mean, we've seen, if you remember, um, that was like, I, it might've been from E3 years and years ago. Um, the Zavala, um, the Zavala story kind of like cutscene, the Zavala story cutscene. Yeah. The one that was a couple Trailer. minutes long. Yeah, yeah, the trailer, the Zavala trailer, um, that kind of told his backstory. The that like it it was like his story is is really good and it does tell it he lived a really hard life. And, and that that um, was leading up to D two. It really was, yeah. And I think we forget sometimes that Zavala has done a lot and lived a really hard life and he's still a good guy and he's not perfect. And the fact that he didn't reach for the gun first, like a lot of guardians would even after having that scare in the garden, seeing Aldrin, you know, I mean, he lost Kate also. And he didn't have yeah. the reaction that Ikora had and didn't have the reaction that we did. So, like, I feel like we need to give him credit. And where credit's due. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, I'm, I'm just impressed with how quick he came to that decision of, like, this is not Aldrin. He just saved my life. Yeah. He is a guardian. Like, he, the amount of processing there. It was very quick processing, too. Because it's it's just one like one or two like emotions cross his face in quick succession. And and the fact know. that like I say it was ten seconds, but it had to have been It was more like three or four seconds, maybe. Yeah, like it, it is a very short amount of time. Yeah. That all of this happened. Barely. Yeah. So like that is what I'm most impressed with. Is the fact mm -hmm. that he was able to to suppress that that guardian instinct to shoot right. first, ask questions later, and he was able to suppress that or go through that that processing, you know, the the thought process of like, oh crap, it's Aldrin. Wait, no, it's not Aldrin. He is a guardian. Wait, he is a guardian. He just helped save my life. Yeah, and he exactly. was still somewhat in shock because he had the light taken away from him and just given back right like seconds before that mm -hmm. so like there's a lot happening there to zavala specifically and for him to have shown the cut like been the, the way he is in the cutscene, it's impressive for right. that character it it is yeah um and the last thing i do want to touch on mhm mm when you get done watching that cutscene and you actually go talk to zavala in the tower it mm -hmm. sounds like ikora knew about it oh yeah she definitely did we know osiris knew about it so like mm -hmm. everybody knew and zavala's like 
why wasn't I informed? You knew, Ikora knew, Osiris knew. All of you kept this from me? He's like the disappointed dad who like is found out that the, mad. Yeah. He like he found out the entire family got to go see, you know, the new MCU movie without him. He's like he caught you <laughs> eating cookies before dinner or something or like caught you sneaking out of the house. <laughs> but mom to, told like, me go, I couldn't. Like, yeah but like mom knew you were like taking the car to go sneak out like at night and she fucking knew about it or she let you borrow the car and he's like excuse me this actually happened when i was a teenager like mom used to let me like sneak out and borrow the car and like my dad did not know does not surprise me super fucking mad he's like you let her do what and she's like yeah because you know she's a teenager and can drive and it's okay and he's like she's gonna go see boys though and mom's like actually she's gonna go see girls and dad's like i'm sorry what and mom's like yeah did did you not know that dad's like oh they're just they're just friends that are girls she's like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah just friends just friends that are girls, right? And mom's like, no. <laughs> Why does this anecdote not surprise me at all? Lol. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's the same thing. It's the dad that like finds something out like way too late and then is like fucking mad about it. It's the same. It I get the same feel from that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And like, I'm wondering how this is going to affect Zavala in the long run. Because like, at this point, Zavala has no clue what to do with Crow. So he's just sending him on, on recon missions. Yeah. But like, you know that the post processing has started and he's like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to fit in. My question out of all of this is since all the scions can talk to each other, like they're all connected in their weird, like Borg conglomerate hive. Network. All your base are belong to us. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're in there. Yeah. They're they're in their hive mind. I mean, they're not the hive, but they're in their like weird hive. Sword mind. logic. Um, they're no, not no, they're not the hive. They're in their like weird, you know, yeah. cabal sword board. logic. No, they're like, <laughs> sure, <laughs> fucking no. But uh. so, who's their leader? Right, right. That's what it brings up. Is, is the fact that like these two scions were shown to have gone rogue but is it mm. all scions right we don't know or is it just some of them because like i really want to know now and it, it goes back to what i was saying like it could have been that the entire collective knew and if that's the case then who's taking charge 
Or it could have been that these two were rogue agents, but again, someone had to have been taking charge. And that's what Keitel actually wants to find out. Like, she specifically starts yelling out, find who whoever ordered this. I'm really interested to find out. I'm just, I'm... I I want to know more. I want to do like more of a deep dive into the scions just because like I'm they they're coming up more and more often. We had the I don't know, like we're they're coming up in weird places. Kind of. They have their we have their weird like scion machine that um from the what strike is that? The um the one on Nessus. The uh, Insight Terminus. Thank you, that one. Yeah, so we have that strike that the Scions are doing weird, like, time magic shit with that well, you get, like, the Ishtar Collective people in, and then you have, like, And the Future this War Cult stuff, people. And, and the Future yeah. War Cult, yeah, you have that, and then you have, like, then you, you got that stuff and then you have all you have this shit now and then we had them we had the same scions they were talking to each other in captain's log that we had like a couple weeks ago and so the scions are popping up in weird places like we had a bunch of scion like brain magic when we were doing sundial stuff so now i just like scions are doing weird shit okay i don't trust them See, I don't now, trust things where you can see their brains. See, I don't like now, it. You actually bring up the sundial, and that actually yeah. brings me to an interesting point. There was one sister from the sundial that was still alive. Like, they, they, there were four Scion sisters, three of which were the, the actual bosses and then the uh, the final boss for the season ended up being the, the fusion of the three. But there was a fourth sister. She got the Almighty going. So, like, it was on a crash course. But how much are you willing to bet that she actually escaped? I bet, I bet she did. I'm wondering if she's the one that's act- and like this is totally spin foil, but I'm wondering if she's the one who got the ball rolling. Yes. There's nothing to back this. This is purely spin foil. Mhm. But like Scion Uprising. Mhm. Yeah. But anyway, so the cutscene was amazing. Oh my god, the cutscene was so good. It was so good. Everybody I is I love the strike. Oh, the strike is so fun. The strike is so fun. Like the cutscene's so good. Everybody good is week. everybody is saying that the cutscene is the finale of the season. It can't be. From the time that we're actually recording this, we still have six weeks of the season left. I know. I keep like you told we me we have that, and a I'm like, month How? and a half. We still have Guardian games, and that's going to go on for three months, three weeks, or three weeks. Yeah. 
Doesn't Guardian Games start in like a week? I think so. Or two weeks? I think it starts in like a week. Uh, as far do, as do, I do. know. It's this season though, isn't it? April 20th. Because... What? It's in a month? Three weeks, yeah. What? April 20th to May 9th. What? And but pull up Bungie on that. <laughs> but so far, like, we have... I'll just send this to you. Oh, I'll just pull up Season of the Chosen. Hold on. Calendar. But, Calendar. like, so far, the only thing that we've gotten that isn't on here was presage yes but i'm certain it says and more i'm pretty certain we're gonna get more right and that's been my thing is that everybody is like oh this is the finale of the season we still have six weeks left at the very least we are gonna get a cutscene. they say because the um it was like the fourth thing or the fourth cut scene. So that's now full. For right. The like there's, we so they're have like, access- oh, there's nothing more. It's full now. And I'm like, that doesn't mean that that's the last thing we're getting. Like, right. Just because the, it's the cut full. scene, the cut scene of Osiris charging into, to yell at Rasputin. That wasn't a triumph. Nope. You know, I'm trying to think of what else. Like, just because it's not, or it's, there is no triumph for it, doesn't mean it, mm-hmm. there isn't a possibility. Yeah. I don't know. It's, there has to be more stuff. And, and even if there isn't, I'm not really disappointed because we've gotten a lot of stuff this season. So, it like, I'm has, not disappointed. It has not been a, a dull season. No, it really hasn't. And so, like, pretty good season. Like, yeah. all around. I definitely agree. So, yeah, not sad about it. Have you done any, like, besides those things, I mean, have you done anything else, like, in Destiny in the last, like, week or so? I jumped into Trials yesterday. Oh, how did that go? I now have my god roll for messenger. Oh, nice. Moving target, Desperado. Yeah. That's actually a really good roll. With high cal rounds and arrowhead break. Oh. It's got a reload masterwork. Like, that's the only Mm. possibly downside, but, like, it helps me get to Desperado quicker. Yeah. Um, my yeah i have i got a couple of messengers and then today i just finished the iron banner quest for my titan nice. so that that was the last character i had i got all the bounties done so i'm just i'm literally just sitting on the bounties for tomorrow because tomorrow being weekly reset tuesday um because right. you get that times two multiplier for experience for your first five levels 
I figure I might as well cash in on that. Oh, I did not know that. Because I play the game. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I really didn't. It's It's an actual buff, and I forget what it's called. But like every weekly reset, you get a buff for the first five levels where it doubles your experience. Really? It used to be like it was introduced with Forsaken and it only used to be like the first three levels mm -hmm. because um, primes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, now this is going to bug me. But what about you? Um, I played um I well played rested. Trials. Sorry. Oh. It's the well rested that's buff. Fine. Oh. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> What does it do exactly? I'm Just... pulling that up. Uh The buff makes you level up faster with your first as of the timing of this, uh, three levels within that week. After oh. th that, it's time for you to wait until the next weekly reset to get that benefit again. Oh. It, they've changed it to five levels. Um, but essentially, it's like a times two experience multiplier mm -hmm. for your first five rank ups. Oh. Interesting. Like, when I was doing the actual grind for Deep Stone, mm -hmm. I was using this. <laughs> really? Like, I had it all calculated out and everything. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I don't... It's, it's too much. Too much Cause brain it, works. Because it stacks with your ghost experience multiplier and it stacks with other things that you might have and like it's just yeah mm -hmm. the actual season pass multiplier and yeah but anyway mm -hmm. sorry to have diverged oh no 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 how My has goodness. your week been um i i did trials and um I, let's see, um, on the 24th, um, Destiny ANZ, um, had a strike marathon, so I watched that, which was at, like, stupid o'clock, <laughs> so. Because Australian <laughs> time? Australian time, so that was, Thought um, so. yeah, so that was a lot of fun, um, and so I actually, I had a cold, so I was, I kind of like woke up and was on cold medicine and kind of like squinted at my computer and went up. Oh, yep. There they, yep. They're racing. Okay. <laughs> Back to sleep. I feel kind of bad because like all my friends were on different teams and so none of them were on the same team. So you had and no one like, team that you could root for? I had no. And so it was like, I can't just watch one team they were all on different teams so like uh it was very stressful <laughs> see now now 
I have a question about that. Huh? Was it like they set out the the number of strikes and the order and they were like, all right, whoever can finish first wins? Or did they go um, strike by strike? So they had, so it was a race. And um, each, there were teams of three because that was how it was. And it was whatever team could finish first. Um, so they were, it was by time. And then for, there was like a list of the way you had to do it for each strike. Um, where's my list? Because I actually asked um, the Felicia. And, and, I, and I get all that. I think what yeah. I'm trying to get at is, was it just like they set the order of all the strikes and they were like, all right, whoever mm-hmm. gets to the end of it first wins? Or, no. Or of. was it individual um, strikes and they were like, all right, so for Fallen Saber, this is the team that won. For No, it was for all four of them. Okay. So you add up all the times at the end. Okay. So yeah, so it it so wasn't like it wasn't like, so like they Butter's all started the th- one. So it wasn't the like end. they all started at the same time, and then it was like, all right, now we compare the actual times. This is the winner of this strike. Start again. No, so they this is the winner of that strike. No. Okay. Well, they were all going at the same time. They were all they were all in the voice chat together. <laughs> So it was like 20 something people all in the same voice chat. <laughs> it was all very loud. <laughs> so they're all just kind of like catching up with each other at the same time. Um and That's awesome. Yeah, and so like for some of the roles for like Devil's Lair, you could only use shotguns. So all of your weapons were shotguns. Oh it's man. It's like character cannon. Or yeah, or Acrius. You had to have used tractor cannon you because had void to use shields. Tractor cannon. Yeah. So yeah, or Acrius. Whatever you wanted to use. Oh so, man, that's yeah. So Devil's Lair, you could only use shotguns. So Fallen Saber, um, you could only use melee grenades, class ability, or super before you got into the bunker. So no weapons. So no weapons um, during the war mo- or the no uh, war sat. before you went inside. Yeah, no weapons before you went inside. Oh, that's that is so, cruel. Yeah, so <laughs> it was uh, so it was cool. There's there's specific rules for each strike. Um, so for proving grounds, one second was removed off the team's final time for every ten kills. And one second removed off the team's time for every 10 precision kills. One second removed off the team's time for every 10 orbs created. So it's like for every strike, there's different like little things. So it was, it was a really neat, very, and everyone was streaming because everyone who participated is a streamer. So you could watch everybody's streams. And um, they think all the VODs were saved. So if you wanted to go back and watch it, it was from the 24th to the 23rd if you're in America. But it was from like 4 a.m. So or 4 a.m. like America time, like West Coast time. But um yeah, it was it was really cool. So definitely um go back and watch it if you didn't get a chance to watch it live. So yeah. 
This week was um, a little slow for me, though. So, I mean... Yeah. I, I spent um, a lot of the time away from the actual game. Yeah. I I mean, besides watching, like, the... The uh, ANZ, like, um, strike marathon. And I played some... Like, I myself played Trials... I kind of stayed away from Iron Banner. Since when has Iron Banner been sweatier than Trials? Question mark. I don't has know. Has it always been sweatier than I, Trials? I have actually had a better week in Iron Banner. I have had the worst time in Iron Banner this week. And I don't know if it's because I the majority of my time this season has been spent in elimination like comp and trials and i have spent zero time in control in iron banner really wow like i've spent almost no time in quick play what a humble brag and no I, no i'm it's because it's no it's because it's skill-based matchmaking except for trials I'm, really it was a joke and that's, i know no but i it's because i don't want to play against connection-based matchmaking because i suck like that's why it's because like i just i just can't and i i understand that um like i'm so tired of just like getting like stomped into the floor that i just would rather play against other shitty people so then like i'm like okay like i acknowledge you crappy person like like let's take our like 0.02 KDs and like run into the sunset together while we snipe each other from across the map at, like you know content in the knowledge that we both suck at the same time <laughs> and it's fine like <laughs> like that's been like the weird bubble that I've been living in and like in crucible this entire season so the fact that like I have not been in quick play at all, I'm just gonna call the rest of Crucible quick play. I know we don't have quick play anymore. So having to go play quick play for Iron Banner essentially. And, and see, and see, wow. I actually had a good. I, I say week, but I only really played like two days. Um, in Iron Banner, like Wednesday was good, and I, today was really good. Um, it was actually funny because there was one person I played against, and I popped my super, killed three of his teammates. He killed me, and then he teabagged me. So I spent oh, the entire yes. rest of the match killing him and teabagging him whenever I could. Mm -hmm. The gentleman's kneel. Mm -hmm. I ended up teabagging him. Same. I ended up teabagging him three different times. And he did not kill me once after that. After the initial bag. Wow. I ended up th in that match with like a 3.28 efficiency Look at you. and he was like a That's 0.65 good and i'm like that yeah. rage man that rage got you it like it, it's, you. it's 
it's funny because I use that rage in quick play specifically to do that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it totally messes me up in in 3v3s. Yeah. See, I'm like, I listen to super chill music when I play Crucible, and I'm like, I'm in like a weird kind of like like yoga, like calm like zone when I play Crucible, which is the opposite of most people. Like I'm really chill when I play Crucible. You're completely zen. I'm very <laughs> zen when I play Crucible, except except when I played Iron Banner, which it made me I got so frustrated and so mad and so angry and I actually all F Ford out of the game in tears quit my call like essentially like texted chaos and said like peace and like went to bed i was so bad damn i fucking rage quit destiny and i have not done that in ages and i talked to one of my friends later i texted him and like i i was in like absolute disbelief and i told him I was like, yeah, I'm not like you. I don't like, I don't play in like three and four stacks with like, you know, your fucking sweaty friends. Like I just, I load in by myself or with like one other person going again. I don't play with five stacks, you know, and I have the worst time at Iron Banner. Because, like, then I I constantly get switched to, like, the shittier team. Always, you know. It seems like for me, it doesn't matter if I load. If I load in, I have a better time if I load in in normal Iron Banner than if I load in in freelance. Freelance is awful. I hate freelance. I, I do notice that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Where like if you're loading in by yourself, mm-hmm. expect to have a mediocre to bad time. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Anyway, Iron Banner is um over this week and it'll be back uh in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yay. So then you can finish all of your stupid quest things. I still have not finished my <laughs> quests. Because I'm just like, I give up. So All meh. your stupid quest things. Uh, I'm probably not even going to finish Iron Banner stuff this season. Because I just like, that's how little I care. I seriously like, and- there's there are no new weapons. And I just like, I don't care. And see... I was playing because I wanted to get the quest done and bounties, but like outside of that, I don't care either. Iron Banner feels really stale since all it is is control and 90% of the time if you load in with less than three people, um, you know, as a pre-made fire team loading in with three or less people, Nobody plays the objective except the opposing team. I only play the objective and then I get no kills and I get killed. I get spawn killed or um Yeah, that too. I get spawn killed. Or I get spawn killed. 
or I get frozen and then I get, you know, sniped 10 feet away from my face. Um, so that feels good. Or yeah, I you have get spawn much killed. better time. I have a better time in trials. I'm going to stick with trials. That thing everyone hates. I It is easier to go to the lighthouse than it is to play Iron Banner. Let that sink in for a second. For you. For me. It is easier for me. Because Chaos Reach Warlock running a hundred intellect with her dumb geomag boots because... to go to the lighthouse because I have two very comfortable backpacks. To it, that's exactly to what I was about to get to. to it's easier for backpacks. you because I yep. don't have a backpack. I have two backpacks. Thank you. Exactly. Not just one, but two. Even without my backpacks, I can still get to three or five wins. No problem. Oh, I was consistently getting to three wins with yeah, my team it's but... still yeah even without my backpacks with just my friends i can get to three or five wins no problem but that is still more enjoyable than iron banner like i would still rather play trials than iron banner any day yeah i'd, I'd give you that and that is give that is that. a problem but anyway shall we listen to a lore network ad we shall. Whoa. The Lore Network. Hey guys, it's Green from Focus Fire Chat. Have you guys ever wanted to listen to just the lore? Like spend a few minutes consuming the lore in an audio format? Well, my new podcast, Destiny Lore Audiophile, does just that. Destiny Lore Audiophile is a podcast where the lore of Destiny is recorded and presented in an audiobook format. No commentary, just pure, sweet lore. Episodes will be about 30 minutes long and released every Thursday. Currently, you can find Destiny Lore Audiophile on Podbean and iTunes at Destiny Lore Audiophile, where the audiophile has a PH instead of an F. Readings are The Singular Exeget, Marasena, Books of Sorrow, and more are already queued up and ready to drop. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single performance of Destiny Lore Audiophile. See you there. That was a really good ad. One of the best. Oh man, it's so good. <gasps> Brief intro into this topic. This is a part two of this episode. If you haven't listened to part one, what are you doing with your life? Please go back to episode 106. This lore book is obtained by completing the contender Contender's Ascent quests. I love this book. You know why? Because it's all about my thick girl. Cattle. 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 Moo. How dare you? She is, <laughs> she is an empress. I love her tusks. <laughs> I bet you do. Her sweet Anyway, uh, seriously, for the first half of this lore book, please go back and listen to the previous episode. Uh, Elmas, would you like to read chapter six? Sure. And Thank that's you. chapter six. Battle song. 
Smoke rose from the city of Torbottle. The sky was dark with tomb ships and threshers. Strange, spindly towers had sprouted from the ground, infecting the streets and alleyways Keitel had known so well, rendering the landscape alien. Many of the creatures that poured from the terror in the sky had fallen to her missiles, like any other enemy, but their numbers never seemed to dwindle. Their will never seemed to falter. Pinned in the wreckage of a crashed single-pilot fighter, Keitel caught her breath as gel leaked from her suit. She remembered Umun's words, They don't fear pain. They don't fear death. She wondered how she could have let this happen. How could she have been the one to open that door? Because even as she cursed Umun for starting this, Keitel was the one who had finished it. It didn't matter that she'd done it unwillingly and unknowingly. That responsibility was still on her shoulders. She cursed a moon and the vermin hive, but more than that, she cursed herself. She was responsible for the destruction of her home. A voice as loud as thunder spoke to her, deafening. My home is war. My voice is a battle song. For as long as you have worshipped war, you have worshipped me. I am here to claim my tribute. It is overdue. So, um, if we remember from last time, uh, Savathun is here. Wow. Um, that's bad. So... She's trying to right the wrong of summoning Savathun. And in her defense, she was tricked into it. Um, yeah. She was, yeah. And we remembered the, that uh, Umun had uh, what we suspected was a Book of Sorrow. Um, because she had, you know, like a hive, like a, a skin-covered book. And she had been, like, <laughs> mucking about with. <laughs> gross and she had been like mucking about with you know having thrall and um and you know the her quarters smelled of rot and like it had been very worrying and then there was summoning circle and a whole thing long story it short bad. it smelled like hive it smelled like hive if it smells like hive it's probably hive you know, <laughs> if it smells like Savathun, it sounds like Savathun. <laughs> what does Savathun smell like? I don't want to know, and I don't really. Mm -mm. Okay, mm -mm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask that. I am I am sorry I brought it up. My goodness, um, but um, it looks like uh. Tora bottle um smoke is rising from it so it's like the city is now falling um and she's doing her best to defend what little they have left so she's doing you know her due diligence as the empress the Do one thing i want to note here like mm -hmm. it says the city of Tora bottle mm-hmm 
their Isn't entire the name of the planet. Their entire planet is one city, apparently. Oh goodness. <laughs> apparently. I mean, but I mean, you can have like a city and like a county have the same name. I mean, maybe like the city and like the planet are named the same thing. Or the capital is named after the planet or the planet's named after the capital. Yeah. Okay. I can respect that. I don't know. I'm just trying to see if it's not just smoke rose from like the planet. (laughs) Instead of (laughs) like they mistakenly just said city instead of planet. Because you want her to have her home still. Yeah. I, I know what you this mean. Is, it makes me really sad. I don't want like the whole planet to just be on fire. That's terrible. But yeah. Hey, but you know what? Her world's on fire. Mm. How about yours? Oh god. <laughs> That's the way I like it and then never get bored. <laughs> Christ. Um God damn it. But yeah, so like like Orchid said, we know Savathun is here, and the Hive and Cabal are waging open war, and that literally mm-hmm. summons Zivu herself. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it says here, a voice as loud as thunder spoke to her, deafening, my home is yeah. war. No, I, I am here to said, claim hey, my tribute. now, I'm a rock star. No, no, no. Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Whatever. Go play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, hate, I hate everything. <laughs> I hate all of you. <sighs> the worst. <laughs> but yeah. Um, not much to say aside from that. Because it, it's... It, it's just depressing like well so the only other thing i i do have to say is keitel is blaming herself for this i mean she did kind of finish it yeah she was she was unaware though she was tricked into it however savathun yeah savathun like is the one who helped summon her sister it, Interestingly it was, enough. It was literally like, oh, hey, I'm going to trick these people. That feeds my worm. Now let's bring Big Sis in to clean up. Which, can we talk about that for a second? Like, that is super fascinating. That one, that one begets another. Like, we're all assuming that you know, Savathun is like the big end game. But like, which, yeah, sure, she is. Savathun like, is the mastermind. Like, she is trickery. Right. She's trickery, but like She's the real cunning. destruction. Yeah, but the real danger is really Zivu, in my opinion. And And that's why I'm so excited to fight her. Mm-hmm. Like me with Titan Brain, I'm looking at this and I'm like, 
if we fight her, we are paying direct tribute to her, making her stronger. If we don't fight her, she's going to kill us and annihilate us. Like, it's a win-win for her. Right. That makes her more exciting to me. Mm -hmm. Because it's literally going to be, we are feeding her all this strength. I'm waiting to see the end result. Right. But yeah, it's just, it's just. Oh, you know what? This this actually kind of reminded me of when Oryx summoned his sisters mm. in the Books of Sorrow. True. Good callback. Yeah, like I, it it literally just hit me. This is Savathun calling her sister and summoning her, just like how Oryx did his two sisters, just willing them, you know, quote, back into existence, end quote. Right. This is going to be interesting. Man. Would you like to continue, Orchid? I would love to. Chapter 7, Coronation. At the long table of her council room on the fleeing warship, Illigo selects the five (laughs) Keitel sat with her advisors. An ugly panic gripped them. Their war moons are too powerful, said Council Tarun. Their tactical display, where hive ships and war moons floated like innumerable dust specks in space, flickered. They're not deterred by casualties, rumbled Kaurug. <laughs> All loss is acceptable, loss to the hive. There were murmurs of assent across the table. Gaul diverted some of our best generals, lamented Tarek. All to the damnable soul system for his idiotic crusade. They will not return, said Kaurug, and neither will Gaul. He clenched his fist. But this weakness didn't start with Gaul. It started with the bloated traitor Callus. Kaarug and Tharek glared at each other from across the table. They shared a look Keitel knew very well. It often preceded bloodshed. She watched them for a tense moment and then raised her voice to say, Enough! All looked to the Princess Imperial. My father was infatuated with the myth of his own benevolence. Keitel said. He gorged himself and his people on stories of what the Empire could be and took half measures to make it so. But he never succeeded. He never wished to succeed. I am not my father. Dominus Gaul was obsessed with his own redemption. He imagined debts owed to him and sought their fulfillment. He used the Legion as a tool to secure himself and his legacy. He saw the Empire as one more thing he was owed. I am not Dominus Gaul. Umunarath misled me, misled us all. Our people are not meant to flee our battles, but neither are we the Hive, throwing ourselves on the blade again and again. There is strength in tactical retreat. She studied the worried faces of her counselors and felt shame for their weakness, but responsibility as well. 
We'll direct all our surviving ships to the soul system to reclaim whatever remains of the Legion. This is my first order as Empress of the Cabal. The next day, as they fled their homeworld, a coronation was held upon the Illegus Lex V, royal flagship of Empress Keitel, leader of the Cabal. Damn. Good speech. Yeah. She's pretty badass. Those names were hard. Kudos on the names. Thank you. Um, better names, Cabal. I especially love the part where she's like, my father was infatuated with the myth of his own benevolence. He gorged himself <laughs> and his people on stories of what the Empire could be and took half measures to make it so. But he never succeeded. He never wished to succeed. I am not my father. It's like, several shots fired. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Um, and we actually see that uh, Zivu is using war moons to, as her, Yeah. she's using war moons to fight the Cabal. Yes. Because that's her thing. Um, the only other aspect is that Keitel is literally saying, you know, we'll, re- we'll direct all our surviving ships to the soul system to reclaim whatever remains of the Red Legion. That's her first mm-hmm. order as Empress. And then the next day she actually is crowned Empress. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do like how she um, she recognizes, I feel like she rises above kind of like the petty squabbles that Cabal have kind of almost kept in their, um, in their culture for generations. And she's just like, no, I'm, I'm fucking done with this. Like yeah. we're doing things my way now. And my way is that we're coming together. We're doing it this way. And this is, this is just how we're doing it. And done. So right. You know, that she's just, she doesn't have time for this shit. She's a businesswoman. She's doing business things. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. I think it does. I mean, I have a meeting in 10 just, minutes. Get it. Get the point across yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, just summary now, please go. Like, she doesn't have time for their shit. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. I like it. Like, I like her brevity and um, she, just, she doesn't pull punches. Like, she's good. Yeah. Would you like to read the next one? I would love to. Awesome. Yay. And that is chapter eight, Empress. A message from Empress Keitel of the Cabal to all her fleet. I speak to you as crowned Empress of the Cabal Empire, your new leader. As I speak, we flee our home. Some of you lament our loss, 
Some of you whisper about the weakness of retreat. I assure you, we do not flee out of weakness. We march towards strength. We have found ourselves in a battle with war itself, and I have come to see that the face of war is ugly and poisonous. We are not the same as our enemies. We fight for a reason, for a purpose. Not for pointless luxury, nor the approval of false gods. Unlike our predecessors, we fight to pay homage to our past and make strides towards our future. A future where all glory is not for vanity, but for our people. We fight for the Empire. We now chart toward the Soul System to recover the soldiers stranded there by Gaul's hubris. We will rebuild our army and return to reclaim our home. Our future will not look the same as our past. With your trust, I will usher us into a new age, and I will not default on my promises as my father did before me. From this moment forward, all scions of the Cabal Empire are released from the bonds of servitude and granted full citizenship. You are free to remain or leave as you please. You will be granted reasonable supplies for your departure if you choose to go. If you stay, I must warn you. The battle ahead will be long and arduous. Many of us will fight, bleed, and die to preserve our collective freedoms. But together, we will build an army where warriors fight not for themselves or for their grasping leaders, but for each other. There will be no mercy for false gods. The Cabal Empire will rise from this challenge victorious, united. We will draw from our past to give strength to our future as one cabal. End message. Well, this actually um, answered one of my questions. That she uh, freed them from servitude. So all the scions that are with her chose to stay with her and they are no longer um, servants. They're just with the cabal now. Right. Cool. But I mean like that doesn't mean that there servants, aren't that that doesn't mean that there aren't any scion sects that are going around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no no, no there aren't, but like cool. Factions. Yeah. Yeah, slavery sucks. So like cool. Yeah. Like that. Good job. That's neat. I like that. I do too. Mm-hmm. And she is definitely not holding any punches. Like she is just letting it all go. Yeah, she really is. Blaming things on her father and you know mm-hmm. the the cabal before him and. Mm-hmm. And. I, I love the fact that, you know, there will be no mercy for false gods. They're talking about the Traveler and the Dark Fleet. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And Zivu and Savathun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, um, well, because like at this point, yeah. like anybody who has it's played this season, right? Well, anybody who's played this season knows that she definitely has mm-hmm. something against Zivu, and we saw that. You know, we see why because they lost their home. Because of Zivu. Right. Zivu mm-hmm. claims to be a hive god. And Kaido's like, there will be no mercy for false gods. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's directly calling Zivu out in order to actually inspire her, her army. Mm-hmm. Like, this speech, yeah. I'm actually kind of impressed with. I think it's um I th- she is a really good communicator and she's very honest with her people which is I think really rare in a leader. Yeah. And I think it's a sh- it's a sign that she puts a lot of faith and trust in leadership. Or in like I think that's not in leadership but I think it shows that she puts a lot of faith and trust in her people. In, in the people that, that she's, she's leading. Yeah, that she has, that she shows that much candor. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun read, but it's very straightforward. Nothing really hidden in there. So, Orchid? Last one. Yep. Would you like to read it? I would. I would love to. This is chapter nine. Truce. Keitel was sitting alone in her private quarters. She glanced up, awoken from her reverie when Tarun arrived. Empress, Tarun said, bowing. She was a stickler for formality. The other counselors are awaiting a decision regarding her arrival in Seoul. Keitel gave her a wry look, as if she didn't know. Tarun waited. When Keitel didn't answer, she pressed further. Have you made a decision? Keitel sighed and shifted in her seat. Not yet, she said. There is much still to consider. Sit down. Tarun hesitated, caught between her dedication to formality and a direct order from her empress. She gingerly lowered herself into a chair. The guardians killed Gaul, Keitel said. Yes, said Tarun. Stories say they've killed greater enemies, too. Other deities of the hive, one of the great worms, and a sibling of Zivu Arath, Keitel added. Perhaps, then, the costs of this venture do not outweigh the benefits, Tarun mused. We need every resource at our disposal, Keitel said. Tarun was quiet. Keitel leaned forward abruptly in her seat. Do we need to make war to regain the Legion? Once more, Tarun was silent. Eventually, she said carefully, You don't believe we would win? Keitel saw the blade hidden in Tarun's question. We would win, she said. After a long 
grueling war. We'd sustain huge losses, and we'd leave ourselves open to further devastation at the war god's hands. Tarun's gaze turned thoughtful. Yes, probably. She studied Keitel's face. So, what do you suggest? We negotiate, Keitel said quietly, with the guardians. Tarun observed her customary moment of silence. Some of the counselors won't like it. I know, Keitel said. She stared past Tarun, her jaw set. I don't either. You'll have to make a gesture for them. A nod to our legacy as conquerors. If they see it as a true, equal negotiation, Tarun trailed off. They'll call it weakness, Keitel finished. Tarun nodded, especially after fleeing Torabottle. They shared another silence. The ache of mounting stress began to push at Keitel's temples. Her voice was weary when she spoke again. Then we will demand that the guardians kneel. And that's where the very opening cutscene comes in. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like that's not really what she wanted to do. Right. Man. Because, I mean, it, it, it all boils down to this section in the middle you know the guardians killed gull yes stories say they've killed greater enemies too other deities of the hive one of the great worms and a sibling of zebu zebu wrath perhaps then the costs of this venture do not outweigh the benefits so like they know they need the guardians on their side but how to go about that is up in the air. Um, and that's where we come into this season. You know, anybody who has done the actual quest that got released this past week, this week being week seven of the, uh, the season, already knows how that went down. Yes. And the end result. So, like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say any spoilers there, but um, they know the actual end result. Yes. Right. And. Like, I don't want to say, like, the intricacies of um, the actual story itself, um, because, like, we have we talked all about the cutscene, but there is actual story involved that you'll have to actually play the story to find out. And I don't want to get into that. Right. But um, this does bring up an interesting part of the lore that um, she does come in with such kind of bluster and zeal. And um, we did kind of call her bluff in the beginning that it was all for show, that it was just all kind of, you know, it, it was all just for bullshit you know yeah because we I, mean, I think both of us said like we're like we're not fighting her like this isn't a fight like we're doing this because it's like 
it's a show or it's you know for us proving ourselves yeah exactly it's a ceremony it's not because we're actually like fighting her like we're not in at war with the cabal like yeah like we have been for the last four years four years like yeah we're not yeah we're not at war with them like we're done with that like this is separate so yeah but i this is a really different kind of war book like kind of bringing it all together because it's really just about a singular person we've had war books like that but it it really it it's kind of like a spear because it really directs your focus like to the very beginning of the season you know yeah because it really just it brings it down from like from like the macro and brings it really down to like the micro focus of like where the season started well and and especially if you stop and consider that this is just a prequel to the season it it really is yeah Mm-hmm. You know, it it tells the actual state that the cabal are in. It tells, you know, why Keitel did everything that she did, why she said things that she said. Mm-hmm. And it it ultimately paints her character. You know, it gives her character motivations. We find out that she's not really a villain, even though she kind of came off across that way in the very beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, up until like week five or s- yeah, up until like week five or six. Right. But she's not really a villain. She's trying to do this for her people, and she doesn't want to be combative with the guardians because she knows that we are a amazing resource. Mhm. But she already She's... showed some of what the cabal would call weakness by running away from Torbottle. So she can't show weakness again. She's kind of caught between a rock and hard place. Exactly. Because she's doing her best, but she has, she has like, she's running away from Gaul's fuck up. Kind of. Because she's having to clean up from that mess. Because, like, what do you do with the Cabal that were loyal to him? Because they're running, like, roughshod all over Soul still. Like, they're <laughs> Whatever not Whatever's still flag. left. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, you've got the Red Legion, you've got the Imperialists, and then you've got mm-hmm. the rest that are all just actually coming to Seoul. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got three different factions of, of Cabal, and she's trying to unite them. I mean, you have that, and then you have her own now you have the scions doing their own thing which she we just read in another in another entry that she had freed and now they've kind of turned on her but it's not her faction of scions because like 
are they the scions from Gaul's Cabal? Like, now you don't know because you have all these other Cabal running around. Like, it's all very wishy-washy. So, like, she's dealing with a lot. She lost her own planet. Like, there's a lot of shit happening. Yeah. And she, honestly, she's doing the Her best she can. Her dad's in a giant fish. That like, just disappeared. And he's also, yeah, I mean, I mean, he wasn't a giant fish. The fish did disappear, but he's also in a, a portal to nothing that who could be dead. So, yeah. As far as we know, he's dead right now. So that's happened. Schrodinger's callus. Schrodinger's callus. Yeah. Also, Sabathun <laughs> and Zebu Wrath are running around and her planet's on fire. So it sucks to be her at the moment. Yeah. I mean, pour one out for poor Keitel. Poor Keitel. At least she's thick. Yeah. Poor Keitel. she's thick. Mm-hmm. Moo. Oh, it's so mean. How dare you? <laughs> she's a queen. No, she's an empress. No, all I can think of is there's like a part in, I don't think, I think it's like the season three finale of Star Trek Discovery. Guys, I watched like three seasons of Star Trek Discovery in the last like two weeks. Okay. It's so good. I didn't really give it a chance because you have to really smooth out your entire brain if you're going to watch that show. You can't watch it like it's Star Trek. You just have to watch it like it's a show that might pretend it's Star Trek and then it's fine. But like it's super good. And then like the very end, there's like a book is like talking about his cat and he's like, she's a queen. And I'm just like picturing him saying that, but about like Keitel. And it's, it's, it's just look up the fucking like clip on youtube it's it's good just it's good okay it's uh, anyway just at me on twitter please i need someone to talk to about it seriously just anybody (laughs) at hey it's orchid please anyway (laughs) orchid did you like it did you like it i kind of did I did too. I wasn't expecting to like it because I'm Me neither. I wasn't a fan of her. I'm not a fan of her father. Mm. And so I I'm and, and I I at this point I am so sick of the cabal, but I from the point that Savathun got involved, I actually liked it. I really and I know that's so weird. like I really, I'm a huge, like, um, I'm a huge fan of, like, the, um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Cabal in general. I mean, you know I am. And, mm-hmm. like, the Sweet Meats and Callus. And I, I like Callus. People always ask, like, fucking why? And I like because he's so fucking he's so fine with just being like yeah i really like this shit don't even at me like he doesn't care he's like yeah like i'm gonna just eat this and like 
lounge in my chair and be fine with it. Like, whatever. <laughs> he so, doesn't care. So, he doesn't care about your opinion. Like, So I, I... To sum it up, I guess you like Callus so much because he's so open with who he is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he doesn't feel like... He, he has to hide who he is. He is totally in tune with the person. He's totally fine with who he is. And I think I always grew up always having to be somebody else for either my parents or my friends or even like now it's like, there's always an expectation like you have to be somebody for people at work or you have to be somebody for friends or you have to there's always you know some expectation for you you always you always have to look a certain way or act a certain way or speak a certain way or you know you know yeah especially for girls too there's always like an expectation for looks or behavior and callous doesn't care like at all and there's something, there's a really enviable freeness about that. And it's, yeah, it's a very excessive way of living. And, like, even, like, that amount of, like, the showing of that amount of wealth is, like, makes me uncomfortable. But, like, he's doesn't, he's fine with it. He, like, doesn't even care. <laughs> like... And like, and he's happy, and he just wants to make people happy a lot of times, and he wants to have celebrations and like frivolity and like, what even is it to live with like that little worry just for like a day? And like, so I I can understand I've, where you're coming from. Yeah. I don't view Callus that way. To me, he's very self-absorbed. It's what he wants. Others be damned. And that's why I I can't relate to the character. So I don't like him. Oh, yeah. I do see Keitel in that way. That like mm -hmm. she puts her entire race before her. And we see that in the, the last entry that like she wanted to do something, but she knew her people would see it a, a certain way and they would be uninspired. They would start fighting among each other. So she had to mm -hmm. do something that she wasn't comfortable with. Mm -hmm. yeah. She put others in front of herself. And I, that makes her relatable to me. Yeah. I, she's also relatable to me. Um, just not as much as like, I, I, she's not, she's not as relatable, but I, I like her because she's someone to look up to as someone who's just like doing her best with a really shitty situation. Like, she is doing her best. She has been given just, like, a shit sandwich. 
and she is just like no I have I am strong and I am capable and I am just like I am doing all of these things and I can do it watch me go right I don't know so like I I just I saw this book at first I wasn't excited to read it but having actually read it I like her character yeah I I really liked the book honestly and it's short it's shorter than I thought it would be yeah I don't know I really liked it it was good I was surprised it was a good surprise yeah it was a good surprise man the books this season have been really good it's been really nice yeah man I love surprises they make me really happy Anyway, ow, God, I just banged my hand on my desk and it really hurt. Jesus wept. But Put a towel down? <laughs> you, you, Do you have any banged your hand? Put a towel down? Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Elvis. What? My hand doesn't... Wow. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> anyway. Gracious. Hand doesn't get that wet. God. <laughs> Do you have any shout outs? Filthy. Shout out to Hyven and Mrs. Hyven. And similarly to my sister. Um, my sister is currently on the East Coast. And she was like, hey, I'm just, you know, four or five hours away from you. I, I want to visit. Because her and I haven't seen each other in like a year and a half. Mm. And so I went over to the Hyvens for a weekend to kind of just get out of the house and visit them. I try and do it once a month. And we used that opportunity to get her up here so I could visit with or so, you know, I could hang out with her and uh, my nephew. And it was just, it was the best weekend I've had in a while. So shout out to, to those three. Hyven, Mrs. Hyven and my sister. That's awesome. Hi, Hyvins. Hi, <laughs> e sister. Hello. What about um, you, Orchid? Shout outs? Shout outs to oh, let's see. Um shout out to shout out to Rindle. Hi, Rindle. Who I know will actually hear this shout out because he listens to this podcast. Not like all my other friends that I shout out who I'm like yeah, it's a 50-50 whether they'll hear it or not. Um, he and I have been up super late over the past like several days, weeks, finishing a lot of edits for DLA. And it's been like, when I say late, I mean like two in the morning late, which makes my brain real dumb sometimes. As and we've been able I... to see. Thanks. No but problem. It's all the time. So there's like no discernible difference between me and like normal me. So you really can't tell a lot of times. 
I know, right? So, <laughs> my goodness. Um, but it's just like, it's been, um, it's been a lot of work and watching what he, watching and listening to the kind of things that he can do is shocking and he is very talented and um i am just like i learn so much every single time i like i watch him work i always learn something new so um a shout out to rindle because it's amazing just like watching him work it's crazy Super hey talented. rindle hi rindle my friend anyway I have some special thanks. Are you ready for him? Toki, the special thanks are not for you. <sighs> I moved where my mic like boom arm is and he's super mad about it because now he can't walk around my desk anymore. <laughs> so because it's in his way and so he gets mad at me and he tries to like knock all my stuff off my desk. <laughs> Sorry, Toki. Toki, the special thanks aren't for you. Sorry, Toki. Okay, special thanks to Toki. I know. Special thanks to Toki. I'm just going to have Holton here. Okay, the artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock Berserker. Thank you so much. He can be found on Twitter, on Twitter at VolshockB. Music in this episode is copyright of Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, you can visit the Ishtar Collective. They are at ishtar-collective.net. Um, it's where they where we make our show notes. Uh, so thank you, Baxter. Um, for reminders, you can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can find me at hey it's orchid or elemist at i underscore am underscore elemist. Nailed it. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can leave your views, or you can join our Discord. There's an invite in the description of this episode. Elmist, say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Toki. No. Goodbye, Toki. <laughs> Toki says goodbye. This is chapter seven, Coronation. At the long table of her council room on the fleeing warship Eligos, uh, El, Eligos, Eligos Lex V, Eligos or Lex. Eligos Lex Five, Five. Sure. Eligos it Lex the like, Fifth. It looks like it's like they're gonna lick Legos. <laughs> I know that's not right. <laughs> oh, I know there's got to be an anagram in there somewhere. I haven't slept enough. And like, I've had like three hours of sleep in two days. My brain is so stupid right now. <laughs>
<laughs> Are you gonna look up? Oh, it's oh, what is it like? It's like Legos. Like what is? Oh, oh God, Elmas, do you see all these names in here? <laughs> There's Tarun, Tarun, Kara, Tharek. It looks like Tharek, 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 Karek, Tharek. Is that how? Are those their names? Kaarg, Kaarg. That's not how you say it. That cannot be how you say it. Well, because, like, it's. Well, remember, like. Karg. Karg. Why are there. That was Val Kaur. Kaur? Kaarg. God, why can't I have a better accent? My accent sucks. Kaarg. Um, Tha'arik. 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 Oh, all right. Tha'arik. Tha'arik. I'm just going to string it together into one Tha'arik. Well, like, there should be a slight pause. Where the apostrophe Th- is. Tharek. Just like Valis Ta'ark. Commander Tharek. Thick. Can I just call him Chad? And Dave. No. Chad and Dave glared at each other from across the table. Oh, God. <laughs> I type in. You're not co- deterred by I, casualties, rumpled Chad. I type in cabal <laughs> names for to to Google it, and it comes mm. up with list of cabals. I'm like, okay, cool. Wrong, no. wrong cabals, <laughs> wrong. Uh huh. Yeah. Wrong cabals. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't. No. Why would you do that? There we go. Destinypedia. Uh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a swashbuckler feeding frenzy forward path. Oh, nice. When did I get that? Oh, and I got an opening shot surplus frozen orbit. Don't mind if I do. Okay, I'm going to read this now. Chapter seven. All right. Okay, I got this. Chapter seven. Coronation. After I After you yawn. Shut up, I'm tired. <laughs> I can't sleep anymore. Sleepy. Okay, 